welcome to the Eat Right with Laura podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Rocco's, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. You can find us on the web at eaglerock.com. That's spelled E-G-G-L. ROCK.com, or you can visit us in person at our office located at 397 Chestnut Street in Union, New Jersey. Today's topic is intermittent fasting, uh, take two. I'm sorry for those of you who tried to listen to the first version. Every time my my device updates, sometimes the microphone shuts off, and it's not readily apparent when I'm recording. So we are recording our podcast on intermittent fasting for the second time uh, this week. Um, And the reason why I've chosen this topic is because we're we're at the start of the new year. Welcome 2020, a nice round number. And I like to focus on topics that are very controversial and intriguing. And this is definitely one of those topics. So I don't have a lot to say about intermittent fasting, but I'm going to start with the fact that in my day, intermittent fasting simply meant not eating at night. So when my patients come into the office and they inquire about intermittent fasting, I just tell them to stop eating after 7 o'clock at night. Growing up as a child, we had dinner at 5 o'clock, and we didn't eat again until 7 o'clock the next morning. Uh, we Back then, we just called it not eating at night. Today, we call that intermittent fasting. Um, My patients like to uh, lobby for some accommodations. They say, sometimes I don't get home from work until 7 o'clock at night. I don't start eating at 8 o'clock at night. Or I have a lot of shift workers, like my truck drivers that work through the night and people that work in warehouses. Sometimes not eating at night after 7 o'clock at night is not an option. And so we just try to find a 12 to 13 hour window when you're not eating. And that can suffice, but I will say this, that it's probably not as good as just to not eating after 7 p.m. or even after 6 p.m. I like the not eating after 6 or 7 p.m. because it gives you a few hours to digest your meal, to break down some of those glycogen stores, the sugar that's stored in your liver to use that up so that during the night you'll switch to fat burning. So you'll get the biggest bang for your buck the earlier you start eating. And a 12 to 13 hour window of not eating is ideal. There's another kind of intermittent fasting that is also very intriguing, and that is a 16 hour fast, right? So going 16 hours without eating, that's a little bit more challenging. And again, I don't recommend that you fast Um, You know, some people like to maybe stop eating at 10 o'clock at night, not eat until maybe 2 o'clock in the afternoon the next day, or just skipping breakfast, skipping lunch. I don't think that's the way to go for this kind of intermittent fasting. So for my 12 to 13-hour fast, if you want to call it a fast, um, I recommend having breakfast at 8 o'clock, lunch at 12 o'clock, a snack at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then dinner at six o'clock. In a 16 hour fast, my recommendation is to have breakfast at eight o'clock, lunch at 12 o'clock, and a dinner at four o'clock 
no eating after four o'clock so that you can have breakfast again the next day at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, the reason why I like this is because you're still eating three meals a, a day and you're still waiting a good four hours in between meals. The reason why you want to wait four hours in between meals is because after every meal, your blood sugar goes up. Even if you eat a salad, your blood sugar is going to go up, all right? And it takes about four hours for it to come all the way down. If you don't wait those four hours, before the glucose uh, comes down, you'll start eating again. And every time the glucose goes up, your pancreas secretes insulin. And insulin is a hormone that does some good things. It helps to lower your blood sugar and shuttles it to where it needs to go. It takes the glucose into the muscles so that you're strong and to your brain so that you can think. But it's also a hormone that inhibits fat burning and stimulates fat storage. So every time you spike your insulin, you're storing fat. So you want to eat every four hours. So even in the 16-hour intermittent fasting technique, you could still wait those four hours for the sugar to come up and, the, and then come all the way down. And then you could wait your 16 hours before you eat a meal. This will ensure that you're using up all your glucose stores in the liver and that your body is switching to some fat burning so that if your goal is to achieve weight loss, you can make that happen. However, um, I really don't subscribe to the business of working late at night and just saying, okay, I'm going to eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night and then not eat until the late afternoon the next day. Skipping breakfast breakfast and lunch is not really the way to go because you want to be so if you stop eating at four o'clock in the afternoon just like with the 12 to 13 hour intermittent fast with the 16 hour intermittent fast you have quite a few hours where you're up and about and bringing down those those glycogen stores so that you can switch into fat burning the other thing about the 16-hour in intermittent fast is that I do not recommend that you do this every single day. Uh, this is something that you should do maybe once a week or twice a week, but you shouldn't be doing it every day because when you eat like that, you really are, in a way, semi-starving yourself. And what, what this does to the body is that it makes it produce cortisol, stress hormone. I mean, you can do it in such a way that you're not stressing the body, but you really have to do this in conjunction with a healthcare practitioner, right? But when you, um, when you pull back too severely on calories, your body is gonna secrete cortisol, your stress hormone, from your adrenal glands, right? When you're constantly doing this, that cause, causes adrenal fatigue. The cortisol levels are chronically elevated, all right, which has some serious consequences on your metabolism, but cortisol will lead you to eat comfort foods, all right, and comfort foods like pizza and macaroni and cheese are not called comfort foods just because they taste good. They're called comfort foods because they literally function by lowering the cortisol levels. So you don't want to be fasting in a way that chronically elevates those cortisol levels. Um, so you can do both the 12 and the 13 hour fast and the 16 hour fast um, other ways, 
But I think the way that I just described the 12 hour, hour fast, no eating after six or seven so that you're having breakfast the next day at seven or eight, um, the 16 hour fast, no eating at four o'clock in the afternoon so that you're eating breakfast eight o'clock, you will get the biggest bang for your buck. I just think that um, in our busy, hectic schedules and lifestyles, we've gotten into this habit of working really late eating dinner really late so that when we wake up we're not hungry in the morning um, because your blood sugar is still really really high so that's my two cents on intermittent fasting i know this podcast was quick and dirty but it wasn't meant to keep you listening to me um, ad nauseum but uh feel free to log on to the eagle rock website eggglrock.com and you are welcome to listen to some of the other podcasts or you could read one of the blogs. Uh, we've been really prolific in the months of uh, November, December, and even into January, even though we're only on January 3rd. We're still writing lots of articles that you can find on the Eagle Rock website. Uh, you could also find me on Facebook at Eagle Rock Nutrition. You can find me on Instagram at Eagle Rock underscore nutrition and follow me on Twitter at, at Eagle Rock. So this is Dr. Laura Rocco signing off. I hope you uh, enjoyed the podcast on intermittent fasting. Take care.